0: When you look at the big YouTube channels, there's one thing that they all have in common. They all have an amazing community, a fan base. So as soon as a new video is launched, their fans are the first to comment, are the first to watch, are the first to share. You have to, have to, have to focus on building up your community. The mistake that a lot of us make is that we only use the tools that YouTube provides. In other words, we can use the community post, we can reply to comments, And that's pretty much it. I mean, maybe take a poll or two somewhere in between. That's not enough. So today we're going to focus on using multiple tools to be able to build a communication channel between you and your audience, because that is how you grow your own YouTube channel. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, which means that every day I work with creators big and small, helping you with your strategy and getting more views, more subscribers in less time. There's nothing I love more than seeing comments coming in after I upload a YouTube video. I mean, someone has taken the time to not only watch, but then to write a cool comment. I then obviously go in and I reply and I give the comment a thumbs up and a heart and it's an amazing way to build up your community. But I've always felt like I was missing something. Whilst it is some sort of engagement with an audience, I still feel a little bit removed from them. What else should I be doing? How else can I build my community? How else can I build that one-on-one relationship and engagement with my audience? These are the questions that I put to Q. Harrison Terry, who is the growth marketer at Mark Cuban Companies. Now, you all know Mark Cuban. He is a venture capitalist. He's also one of the sharks on that amazing show called The Shark Tank, where Mark invests in certain companies that he believes in. But once the show is over, once the due diligence have been done and once Mark and his team really get to grips with that company to help them grow, Q Harrison steps in and helps with those communications, helps with that strategy, helps with that growth. Now, Q Harrison himself has been a founder of several companies, especially in the high tech space, from an advertising agency specialising in marketing to millennials to a healthcare data exchange platform, the world's first digital art marketplace powered by blockchain so plenty of experience in growth and community building G. harrison thank you for making the time to be on tube talk oh, thank you us as content creators we are out there we're delivering our content we're getting views we're getting likes we're getting subscribes we're getting comments surely that's enough no i think it, it, it
1: it's enough for some okay. but if you're serious about this and you want to make this a a full-time job or a serious stream of of revenue you have to kind of treat it like a business and in that regard what business do you know that succeeds that doesn't serve their customers right right and in serving your customers you can't serve them if you don't talk to them (laughs) right you have to talk and listen to them and then you know modify your product ideally and now you have
0: a business So it's a two-way communication. So we're kind of looking at it saying, okay, well, we're behind the camera. We press record. We upload it into the platform. We're pretty much done. Maybe we'll do a bit of social media, but technically we're done. You're saying we're going about this the wrong way around. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I'm thinking you created a product, but you only get a portion of what's really out there if you only look at the metrics that are given to you um, from a a platform like YouTube, right? right? A lot of those metrics are great for YouTube, but they don't, and they can be great for you in certain situations, but in most situations, you know, they're not telling you the full picture, right? Like, If someone came to your video and watched it just because they did a simple search that doesn't mean they know your brand that doesn't mean they know you but it is an opportunity for them to get to know you and how do you continue
0: that conversation after they've watched or received the information they had. Okay so you've hit a couple of very important key points here so first of all you mentioned they don't know your brand do you think that youtubers content creators as a whole are maybe not thinking of themselves as being a brand. I think at a later stage
1: it becomes almost impossible to not see yourself as a brand, right? Like when you have five hundred thousand subscribers or a million right. subscribers, it's you're a brand. You're a household name in in some places, right? When you're just starting out, it's really hard to see yourself <laughs> as a brand when it's just you and your 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 friends at home and right. your your family that check out your content and so i think it's a, a perception that changes over time but to answer your, your question i think everyone should look at themselves as a brand if they want to not passively create content but act actively do it so if you're Absolutely. seriously just considering starting a channel already have a channel and you're taking it you know serious in the sense of it's fun it's just something you do um in, in your past time but you enjoy it then yes, it's a brand of some right. sorts, right? Even if you do it, and this is like your full-time gig, it's a brand, and you have to treat it almost as if it were a real brand, whether that be a company, a business, or an organization.
0: Because the brand is, the brand is key. Well, and the brand is you. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's your name that's out there. Totally. And you want to be top of mind awareness when people think, "Hey, I need to have a good laugh today. I'm having a really bad day. Who do I? Who's my favorite YouTuber?" You need to be that person, that destination. My toilet is clogged. Who do I go see? You know, I Yeah, need, I need yeah that's new true. Phone. Um, who, you got to be top of mind. Right. So being top of mind means essentially creating a brand. Correct. And do you advise people, I mean, with your experience and the people that you speak to and yeah, the yeah. various companies that you do with, do you advise content creators to think as a business even when they're small? Yes, yes, undoubtedly. Okay. I think that
1: even in this conversation when we talk about brands and and what it means to be a brand or if you should consider yourself as a brand, that can be very daunting, right? Uh, right. I imagine if I were just trying to get content out the door, I I, I might actually, that might actually prevent me from creating content if I start to think about a brand and me as a brand and how that should function. Because there's a lot of tough questions that you run into when you start to think of yourself as a brand. So the way I would, the prerequisite I would put on the the whole consideration of considering yourself as a brand would be think about it but don't let it
0: don't let it paralyze you okay good point like acknowledge it but don't let it be the end all be all right so don't fall into the analysis paralysis i need to get everything absolutely perfect otherwise i'm never going to press that record button well, that's going to stop you from ever pressing that record button, right? C- correct. Because some of the people with the best brands don't make a lot of content. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like,
1: I mean, look at Beyonce. She's a great example. Beyonce doesn't run around <laughs> always making content, following the nine tips you need to do on Instagram or YouTube to grow an audience, but she's an impeccable brand. Right, right, right. Right? Like, now you can say she did a lot of things... In a prior history or timeline before social media really existed, but the the key point I'm trying to make here is like a brand is something that ex, that coexists alongside yes, your efforts and actions. And she put definitely the time into becoming an artist and Correct. sharing her art, and that basically paid off dividends and in, in, in turned into the massive brand that she has today.
0: And at the end of the day, it's still about the content. Exactly. I mean, you've got good content, even if it's if you don't have everything nailed perfectly, yeah. but it's still good content, people are gonna watch. Correct. You're gonna build an audience because you're giving them value, you're giving them something for their time, which is awesome. Totally. All right, so we that was the one point I wanted to pick up on the brand. Hey, communicate with your audience. Let's dive into that, because that is really impactful. I see a lot of content creators saying, okay, I've uploaded my video, mm-hmm. I've uploaded to YouTube or to Instagram, whatever the platform may be. I've engaged with people in the comments. Well, I've done my job, put a little tick box and move on to the next video. Right. Are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. I mean, would you would you think they're wrong? Well, I would think that there is different levels of, of communication. Agreed. Are based on different levels, right? But I do think that you can carry that conversation way beyond just a reply to a comment.
1: I would I would totally agree with that. And I think there's a lot of examples there. But for the people that commonly think about like what is communication, you know, on the platform and off the platform look like, I see so many people just default to email.
0: Oh, that's true. It's
1: easy. And the the thing about that is I think it's the lazy way of communicating with your customers because everyone... Fighting words we've got going on here. (laughs) I mean, I've got an email newsletter and, you know, I've got a paid newsletter, right? Like I I understand, you know, email and I I I, I cherish it as a channel, but I also do see how it is a lazy uh, mechanism for people to talk with their customers, especially if you have a younger audience, right? right. So one thing I would do is I would look at my YouTube uh, data right. and I would look at, you know, where do people one consume my content? If people are consuming my content and watching my videos on mobile, well, that's a great uh, metric. I probably would much rather show up in an iMessage, a text message, a Slack or Discord, Nice. right? Yes. If you're consuming me on desktop, then maybe something like a survey or an email or um, a chatbot experience might work better, right? Okay. And, and, and I think to, to your broader point, with there being levels to the, 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 the dialogue at which you can converse with your, your viewers, I would say there's uh, some good examples out there already. When I watch Jared Pollin's videos, you know, uh, Fro Knows Photo, he's a YouTuber, he makes a lot of content, Breaking down the schematics of cameras and how they intertwine into a creator's life, and he gives you know a lot of how-to guides, a lot of actions. He's the guy I go to when I want to know all the settings on a device related to photography and videography. And his channel is very unique because he's got over a million subs. He can't really respond to all the comments because of just the volume, the volume, and with that being known what he's done is he's built some pretty interesting funnels he sends everyone back for the most part to froknowsphoto.com and then there's different offers for different people so he has the email newsletter he has the discounts if you just want something right then and there he has uh tutorials of course he even has like you know courses right? right and i think that ecosystem that he's built is is very much a heavy lift. If, I, if someone were to start today and they were just getting started, yeah. I would not say go make Fronosphoto.com. <laughs> but I would say definitely learn from it, right? And just say, hey, I really like how he sends everyone to this one destination, and that destination can be a plethora of things, but the one thing you do need to do is get information from the viewer whether that be a name an email a phone number and then you need to continue that conversation yes
0: absolutely yes and the most important thing here is owning that relationship yes you know the one thing that as much as we love YouTube at the end of the day we only have a subscriber name and a number and 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 not even it's not a telephone number it's just a number of subscribers we don't if we want to send out a message to say, hey we're going live tomorrow There really isn't a way to do that you're relying on youtube notifications for all this what he is doing is very smartly is owning their relationships by building up a mailing list by building up a course by getting people to opt in that is actually absolute gold kind of content creators of smaller sizes could maybe not do everything but maybe they should focus on building up one channel of communication give away something give away a free ebook Maybe was that a good place to start? Yeah, totally. Even if you're
1: giving away time. It's not ah. scalable. But if I were starting off and you are inspiring or helping people, make yourself available. Even if it's just 30 minutes a day. And, and you can pick the channel. I've seen people do uh, lives on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. I've seen uh, people do things on LinkedIn. I've seen people do things via email, right? Like make yourself, I mean, even Gary
0: Vee, you've seen him just give away his phone number. It's like, shoot me a text (laughs) message. How simple is it to pick up your phone and say, okay, go live on Instagram and say, I'm gonna answer your questions for the next 30 minutes. Come and hang out. Right. And in the first initial sessions are probably going to be quite dry. There's <laughs> not going to be a lot of people. But that's a good thing, though. You can practice. It's true. That's true. Do you find that YouTubers, as they start to grow and build, they realizing that, hold on, this stuff costs money. You know, I need to be able to fund this somehow.
1: Totally, totally. Because your time is money, right? It's the one right. thing that's not scalable. And so a lot of people trade hours for money. And that's like their job, right? right. And, and, and some people are are... YouTube creators and they can create content and they put a lot of time into their content and then they trade that content for monetization of some type whether it be a brand deal whether it be you know advertising or affiliate dollars and Knowing that your time is the most valuable asset you'll have like Yeah, you need to take this seriously and monetize it to some extent and I think owning that communication channel with your uh, customers Alleviates you from relying on yes. certain platforms too much. Obviously, you need those platforms to reach everyone sure. and reach the masses. But if you've got, or Kevin Kelly, he's got a really good uh, uh, theory on this. What the uh, 1000 True Fans. Yes. If you're interested in knowing why it's important to own the relationship, I'd recommend reading Kevin Kelly's
0: 1000 True uh, Fans theory. I'm not going to cover it here, it's too. Uh, that could and, be a own episode. <laughs> and, um, I've just read um, Pat Flynn's super fan book oh, yeah. as well. Um, he talks about the, exactly the same thing, that once you have fans and they know you and they get to kind of think a one-on-one relationship with you, it's amazing how many doors that unlocks for you. And you might not be thinking about that right now. Maybe you're thinking I'm too small. Maybe it's only my friends and family that watch it. But if you can start building your mindset around that and start thinking of this as a business that transition will be so smooth as you're growing bigger and bigger and bigger versus trying to just shove something down at a a later stage. Right. And I think a lot of people
1: too, when you're just starting out and in this journey of trying to communicate with people, you might not see the benefit right away. Right? Like you might. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like I'm commenting back. That's pretty much as good as an email. Right. Right.
1: Right. And like, you're like, well, I don't know, like I didn't get anything I put a lot of energy and time in this and I didn't get anything out. I think it's a rolling ninety day period. You have to assess your efforts over a ninety day period, consistently put up shots for ninety days, and a shot could be shooting an email, shoot sending a tweet, sending a text, making yourself available and see what works and then go back and reassess where your time is actually valuable
0: spent. And it's okay to fail yes I mean, certain things are just simply not going to work with your audience you've got to be okay with that it's not everything is going to be a slam dunk to use a maverick term totally, uh, totally. not everything's going to be a slam dunk right out of the gate you're going to have to experiment to see what works for you and what works for your audience as well that's the journey that's the journey um, and i do like the point and, and this is a, actually a superb point where you made about uh, if your audience is from mobile speak to them in a mobile-first environment. Yes. You mentioned some of the tools, um, and we we went through them very quickly, so it's worthwhile mentioning again. What kind of tools would you suggest on mobile phones?
1: So on mobile phones, if I had an audience and like my YouTube data told me, you know, 50 or 69% of my viewers were coming from that channel, I would definitely try, you know, iMessage business chat, right? That's something that's been underutilized, but really what Apple did is they opened up an API and they allow uh, anyone with a business to send a, a message to an, as an iMessage, right? right? Like directly to phones. That's really cool. And then it, that would be an angle, SMS would be an angle. I think yeah. another angle I would go is, thinking, how could I do a, like, I would overly share my snap code or my uh, tag, my social tags, not just in the description, but I would better incorporate them into the the mobile experience. So like, maybe I say, if you're watching this in the first week, I've added it to my snap story and it'll be below, like, it'll be in my featured highlights, right? right. Like I would get creative knowing that you're not going to get someone to go from their phone to their desktop computer through a checkout process right away. In some cases you could, but what you could do is get them to go to something that they're going to do intrinsically mobile and the social media apps that are more personal and ephemeral really only take place on your mobile mobile phone. phone.
0: No, but that's great. Incorporating that messaging into maybe your outro as you're ending mm-hmm. off your video. So, hey guys, after this, I'll be um, I'll be sharing some some behind the scenes maybe on my Instagram, yeah, or maybe on my Snapchat. Right. And um, here is a link. Go and make sure that we that we talk to each other there. Um, I'm usually available for quick chats there too. Right. Drive the audience actively. Don't expect them to find you. <laughs> Potato Jet does a great job of that. Yes. At the end of his videos, yes, that's right. What he does is he's like, hey, what'd you think? Did
1: you like this video you like the color orange background like you like this lens and then he tells people to chat in the comments but he's super active in the, right, in the comments exactly. right so he does it right on the platform and i think people can do that too yep. but if you want to take it off the platform and build up a, an audience
0: elsewhere it's not a problem to to try that out as well and it's okay to get weird i mean of you course. don't have to follow one thing try it evaluate did it work yes or no if it did do you have to tweak it, yes or no, and then rinse and repeat until you find a formula that absolutely works. So you keep on saying we have to measure, measure, measure. Any tips on what look what we should be looking out for? Yeah, so okay. if I were starting from scratch, let's say okay, I yeah. had cool. I like a, it. a YouTube
1: channel and I had a dashboard, what I would do is I would go into my YouTube dashboard. I would look at the different types of... Uh, of, of viewers that I have and where they're coming from. More specifically, are they desktop? Are they web based? Mobile? Are they video game consoles? Because that that could be interesting. Like a console. Like I'm sure, sure there's some channels. Like if you're a streamer, you probably have a large percentage of people that are viewing you from like a, a gaming device or a console. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it makes so, sense. Yeah, and, and in that case, like that's a different experience because that's a shared. Uh, screen experience right you have their phone which is right, free right. they're watching you on a TV and then in some cases people have you know different monitors going Luigi. because they're playing video games right so you can capture two other screens in addition to the screen that you have and so that would be the first step is that figure out
0: you know where are where is my audience when they're watching my content don't be scared of your analytics go and investigate it go into your demographics go into your sources um, you know, and one thing that we always glance over—we assume everybody is coming from the US or they're all English-speaking. You'll find that India is a very, very big player on YouTube. Could you leverage that as well? Could you create something around those those contents as well? Don't be scared of your analytics. And VidIQ makes it easier than ever no, to like make it. that happen. <laughs> you know, like so,
1: get in the dashboard, use VidIQ, and figure out where people are viewing your content. And what I would do is I would make a super, super easy path for my highest engaged viewers to find me. And in my case, let's say it's a mobile phone. I would go to LandBot and I would make a a, a chatbot experience that t- is like a landing page. I don't know right, if you've right, seen right. LandBot. Well,
0: let, let's ex- let's ex- let's explain it for those who don't know.
1: Yeah, so Landbot is a website that allows you to create chatbots simultaneously, like or instantaneously, like with relative ease. So you don't need to know how to code, and it looks really, really slick, and and it's super fascinating and captivating. And I would use Landbot to basically wow the viewer right, yeah. because your content already did that. They watched your content. They're engaged. You need to meet bring them at home, bring exactly it home, where right. they're at. Right? right. And so if they're Absolutely. already amazed, you know, keep them there. And so I'd use that so I wouldn't have to worry about the UX, the design. And I would create a, a an experience that was just asking them a question, whether like at the end of all your videos, you could say it could be a survey. It could say like, right. Ask I don't I mean really I mean I wouldn't probably need a channel, right? To like think yeah, of something. Yeah. But like I would I would go down the path of like here's a survey or here's an offer, answer these questions, or fill out this form, or play this game, or do whatever. And at the end, I've gotten your information, you've gotten something out of it. I would then reach back out and I would analyze all the feedback and all the surveys and all the results that are coming in, and I would reach out via email. Slack, Discourse, text message, whatever you, whatever platform you chose, yeah. I would reach back to those people and say, "Hey, I saw your your results. Like this was really cool. Like I was fascinated." Blah blah. And if you're an introvert, because. You know, yeah. if you're introverted, like you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> I would automate it. I would literally just have a, uh, I would rewrite, I would pre-write all, all of my little scripts. Yeah, my little scripts. And I would just copy and paste it, copy and paste it, copy and paste it. And even if you don't want a response, right. make it so that they just can say yes or no. Yeah, absolutely. And, th- and then you don't have to continue the conversation,
0: right? But I would look back and just analyze how many yeses, how many no's. Well, what, what's great about that is, uh, is that not only to get the cumulative results, look, so many yeses, so many noes, but I love the idea of identifying kind of your top engaged fan and then having a one-on-one conversation. Thank you very much. You gave me amazing feedback. I really appreciate you being here. You know, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode, and I'll be looking out for you in the next form. Totally. Something like that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You, you have a fan for life. You definitely
1: have a fan for life, and they feel comfortable suggesting love things they want to see, topics
0: they want to watch Perfect. or hear. and. That's powerful. That's ridiculously powerful. And I think what just to kind of really, the cherry on the on, on the cake here, is if you can ever reply back to someone with a video message as opposed to an email or a message, that's it. Game over. I that's mean, they, game they, over. That's hard. That's hard to do. It is. But Very hard can, to do. You can, if you use a site like IFTTT, Okay. If yeah. this, then, then that, then that yeah. right? You can actually design a whole bunch of prescripted, um thank you messages or pre-scripted welcome to my channel messages really and simply use that and automate your life away i didn't know that how awesome would that be to do that
1: i love that that sequence like the i never thought about it because then you're making four videos but the sequence is the same every time and it's still it's just as personal
0: Uh, and it's just someone who gets it on their phone is like getting a shout out from your favorite celebrity Totally, totally okay You feel special. Totally. Uh, And then this is about building that relationship with your audience. So as we're wrapping up here, anything else that comes to your mind? I mean, I love the fact that you have a helicopter view dealing with so (laughs) many companies.
1: Yeah, a couple of points, right? You need to repeat any of these processes that we've mentioned Uh in order for them to work because nothing really works when it comes to conversations the first time. Imagine any good relationship you had and go back to the first conversation with that person. It probably... Mm -hmm. The first conversation was probably not the conversation that made that a great
0: relationship. Right. Right.
1: Right. right?
0: It's awkward, it's weird. You don't know each other. Exactly. Okay. So first date stuff,
1: online, yeah, first dates, uh, first roommate, first uh, everything. A teacher, yeah, like I mean, mentors, right. like the first conversations. They those are one the ones you really want to like those they're you want to throw those shots away. <laughs> yeah, like those aren't the those aren't the that's not, not the, the key, best moment. Right. And and in that in that knowing that you have to repeat these processes, you have to try these conversations. Not be don't be annoying. Don't like, be annoying. Yeah, don't yeah. be creepy. Don't like only respond to like you know the attractive <laughs> followers that you have. Like, but the more frequent you are when talking to the people that you want to engage with, the more likely they'll become loyal watchers and and admire some of the things you have to say and, and build relationships that last. I think if you get stuck, it's probably not easy enough. Oh, okay. Say that again. If you get stuck, it's probably the process that you have is probably not easy enough. So when I think about the businesses that don't talk to their customers, it's not because they don't have the desire or know why it's important. It's because the process in which they need to talk to their customers is not easy enough. For them to do on a repeat process.
0: Okay,
1: that's a good point. Just keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. And I think uh, stay open. All the the people that we've mentioned, you'd be comfortable asking them literally anything, and and even dumb questions, right? Like, don't be the snob that says, right. "Ask me the hardest questions so oh, yeah, I right, can right, like right. you know uh, answer that and show off my intellectual prowess." That's not gonna build a great community, and it's gonna. D- d- deter a lot of the yes. the first time newcomers that actually are going to be wow. your most valuable assets when it comes to word of mouth uh, virality. And when you have a strong community, you actually won't have to answer the easy questions because yeah. your community
0: will do it for you because they'll want the visibility. 100%. I mean, yeah. we, we do live streams all the time and our own community tends to other other people in the community who yeah. are asking those questions which they already know the answer right. to. It helps them, they feel good yep. because they're, they're contributing, mm-hmm. they're part of the bigger picture. It's just a win-win situation. Ex- so I, dig, I dig that. Exactly. Okay, this is what I love is that it, just, it seems so simple once we have the conversation, right. but so many people are not thinking along those lines. So now this is the challenge to everyone listening is to go back to your content. Go look at your analytics. Don't be afraid. Find out where the people are watching you and see how you can engage with them on that platform. Make it simple for them to communicate with you. And don't be a snob. Don't only answer the high subscriber people. Answer every single one of those. I know it's difficult, and but that is how you build your own community. Totally okay we're gonna to have to have you on again because i feel every time we speak there's just so much more that we can go into hey thanks and for the rest of you still listening please share this episode with at least one other creator who you know may be struggling with building their community Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Tube Talk. Cheers for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.